the Life Simplified Podcast. We are so thankful to all of our listeners, and you may have heard or read about this, the news. Uh, Felicia and I have decided to discontinue the show at this time, but we did not want to leave you, uh, you all without any more food for thought. And so uh, the episode 19 uh, is going to be on fashion and hair. And all of us wonderful women out there, we love, love, love to look good and to feel good. So we have uh, Miss uh, Diretta Glover we're going to interview today and Miss Ancilla Ramsey that we're going to interview today. So stay tuned and listen closely. Hey, everyone. It is time for our wonderful guest. We have been talking about beauty and fashion and uh, both Felicia and I enjoy um, looking lovely and looking nice, and I'm sure you do too. So we decided to switch it up a bit and not uh, talk about so so much serious things today, but although this is serious, but to kind of lighten the conversation and, and get into some fashion and hair care and all the fun things uh, about being a, a lady that we enjoy. So today we are going to talk about holistic hair care and wellness, and we have the wonderful and I hope I am saying it right, Ansela Ramsey. Yes, you said it right, Janice. Did I say it right? All right. You did. Because <laughs> my, name, my name, people have been jacking it up from day one. I just got mad. I'm like, okay. But thank God more people have my name, so it's actually a lot easier for people to, to say it right. So I feel your pain. <laughs> right. But the unique I, name, people. <laughs> yeah, and it was the one, you know how we never, I could never go into the little kitty store with the barrettes and the uh, belt buckles mm-hmm. and all that that was out in the 80s and the 70s yep. when you could find your name on the keychain. I could never find my name. Never. <laughs> I would always be hurt. <laughs> exactly. We had to go custom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, right. Well, we thank you for coming on the show, and um, we're glad to have you on with your expertise. And can you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the topic at hand? Sure, absolutely. First of all, thank you all both so much for having me on the show. I love talking to people, specifically women because it's such an issue that we have with appearance. You know, it's such an obsession looking a certain way, fitting into this mold. So it's something that I'm definitely an advocate of, self-acceptance and self-love. As such, I started doing holistic hair care about 16 years ago. And holistic hair care basically means being conscious of what you're using on your hair or in your personal care products and the effects that it could have long-term, as opposed Mm -hmm. to using a product because it will get you a certain result or to get you a certain look, you know, lots of products mm-hmm. do what they say they're going to do, but what will be the effects of the ingredients of those products long-term? So as a holistic hair care specialist, I focus on using products that will only be nurturing, nourishing, that will give the body beneficial uh, ingredients that are nutritive. So that's what holistic hair care is as opposed to just, you know, hair care in general. Um, exactly. And a, mm-hmm. In addition to being a holistic hair care specialist, I'm an international educator. I've been teaching holistic hair care in the U.S. since 2003, in the U.K. since 2007, and in France since 2009. Uh, I do, however, have students uh, in three continents that I've helped to start and maintain their natural hair care businesses, something I'm very proud of. So I've always been an advocate for the professional 
And that's always mm-hmm. been my focus is to educate professionals. And more recently, let me know if I'm talking too much. <laughs> more no, recently, no, <laughs> I founded a Facebook, co-founded a Facebook group called For Natural Stylist. And there's about 450 members, and we have members in 12 countries. And mm-hmm. um, more recently, we founded For Natural Stylist Francais because we had so many members who spoke French. And so they have a, we have a subgroup now that's exclusively in French to incorporate more conversation, more exchange, more encouragement, and they feel a lot more comfortable, you know, of course, in their own language. Mm-hmm. So that's been mm-hmm. very exciting. And this group, my, my Francais group, I mean, they're amazing. They have some amazing ideas, do some things to support the industry, to support one another. So I'm excited to see how their ideas come to, to fruition. Wow, that and sounds exciting. But, it's, oh, really I'm sorry, it really is. It really is. Look, there's last but not least, my biggest venture, uh, in 2015, I had the first International Heritage Awards, which is an online competition where natural hair professionals, barbers, and makeup artists can submit photos online. Hmm. We have a judging process oh. with an international panel of judges. We select the mm-hmm. finalists and the winners, and those are announced at our dinner and awards gala. So we have wow. 2015, 2016, very excited here in uh, the D.C. area. And this year, the 2017, September 24th and 25th, we'll have the gala on the 24th, and this year we're adding mm-hmm. an expo component. So we'll have some more chances for education, for networking, again, the global presence. We always have people from out of the country. Uh, we had some people from Spain last year, mm. uh, actually the, the first two years. And this year, my, my Francais group, again, they're planning to come over as a group from France, Martinique, Guadeloupe. So we're so excited to see how things really flourish in 2017. So that's me finally. Nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was very interesting because um, about maybe about four or five years ago, my family and I were considering, uh, you know, living overseas for a while, and then I thought about. Well, who's going to do my hair? (laughs) I have locks, and I've had them probably going on 16 years now. And I was like, oh, if I go overseas, what can I expect from the natural, you know, holistic hair community? So it's nice to know that that is being nurtured and developed because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, okay, so we move over there. I guess I'm going to just have to, like, get a buzz cut because I I just don't do good with hair. I I don't know how to braid. I mean, I was – since we were little, we've always gone to the salon and just had other people do our hair, so I just never picked up that talent or skill to do my own hair. I can't. Y'all, I'm real Mm -hmm. bad. I can't even paint my own fingernails. So I've (laughs) always had to be (laughs) <laughs> I always have to be concerned about, you know, what's going to happen to me should I, you know, travel and go overseas. How am I going to stay looking cute? <laughs> so, oh, and believe that me, was, there's a mm-hmm, – I'm sorry. I mean, there's, a big community, there's a big community. Oh, yeah. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for developing that because I was really <laughs> concerned. I was like, okay, my hair going to be looking all kinds of messed up. Mm-hmm. But anyway <laughs> – um, but Wherever that, you go, I've got a referral for you. <laughs> okay, awesome. See, that's what, that's what it's all about. That is what mm-hmm. it's all about. So you have quite the um, professional um, acumen and history in natural um, and holistic hair care. And um, what, what, like, you know, like most African-American women, you know, we started all 
I don't know about everybody, but I think most of us started off with the hot comb in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, straightening your hair, and then as time went on and we became, we started to progress socioeconomically, we started to do the live products. And I know I, mm-hmm. I got my first perm, um, you know, probably when I was 15, 16 years old um, mm-hmm. with a kitty perm, as they call it. <laughs> right, and, right. Um, <laughs> And I did that for a long, long time, as most of us have. What triggered you um, to, to really embark into the holistic hair care and not and kind of reject, um, you know, what we probably grew up with? I don't know. Did you grow up with that straight hair was easier to manage and we didn't know what to do with our kinks? How did you, how did you get into the natural hair care field? Yes, I, too, did the kitty perms. I remember so clearly I was eight years old. I had my first kitty perm, and my hair fell out. And believe mm-hmm. me, I had some long, thick hair. Mm-hmm. So um, it fell out in patches. That was very traumatic for me. Hair grew back. You know, we did the press and curl till I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And the rite of passage was, okay, you're a teenager. Now it's time to get your relaxer. You know, so we did the mm-hmm. relaxer thing. You know, hair stayed pretty decent. But, of course, you get into your 20s and and you get to your 30s and stuff starts shifting and changing and mm-hmm. altering. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what really was my aha moment, I moved to D.C., to the D.C. area in 1996. And I worked with a young lady who had natural hair, and her hair was absolutely beautiful. It was breathtaking. I had never seen anything like it. Every day I was just in awe, and I was constantly asking her questions. And this is your hair? And there's nothing in there? You know, those questions people <laughs> always make fun of, those were the mm-hmm. questions I was asking because I just had not seen anyone with their own hair doing the beautiful styles that she was doing. So she came in one day. Um, at the time, I was wearing a short texturizer, which I still wear my hair short now, but short hair was easier. It still is. The texturizer mm-hmm. was, of course, to make it, quote, unquote, presentable. Mm-hmm. And that was it, because I got tired of spending my days and, and years in the salon. Yeah, so that was just easy for me. So uh, the young lady came in one day, and she told me that there was going to be a hair show, a natural hair show at Howard University. So I said, oh, that's great. Okay, now this was pre-GPS. So mm-hmm. I jump in my car. But again, I'd only been living here for a few months. I jump in my car. I'm heading down to Howard University. Don't know where I'm going. I'm like, I'll wing it. So... Get down there, get lost, got there about midway of the show. The show was put on by Pamela Farrell from Cornrows and Company. Again, mm-hmm. breathtaking. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. The styles were just amazing. At the end of the show, Pamela Farrell says, we've always viewed getting a relaxer as a rite of passage. Do we stop mm-hmm. to think, what if I didn't? Mm. Light bulb. Whoever said mm. I had to change my hair, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did this mm-hmm. come from? And I just began to notice in my commute from Virginia into D.C. going to work every day, most women of color either had weaves, wigs, or no hair. And mm-hmm. I said to myself, okay, there's got to be a relation to this, and I don't want to be 40 with no hair. Mm-hmm. So exactly. at 1996, September, October, I said, that's it. No more straightening chemicals, no more texturizing, nothing. So I had to grow out my hair. My then roommate, she was a great corn rower, so she would corn roll little tiny corns in the front, and I just leave my little loose hair in the back with my little straight ends from the texturizer until I got to a point where I can trim those down, and I have not had a straightening chemical in my hair since. 
Fast forward to 2000, um, ran across Sister Locks. My roommate and I wanted, both wanted them, and we said, hey, what well, we spend getting them, we could go take the class and do each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what we did. And um, wow. I did her hair first. Unfortunately, she had a tragedy in the family. She moved back to Chicago. But uh, I never did have Sister Locks. I just had small locks put in late, a little bit later. So I was locked mm-hmm. for about seven years. Um, in that time, I lost my job, decided corporate America was not for me. I had no interest in going on one single interview. I mean, not one. <laughs> None. Mm, I was yeah. done. So I took some natural hair classes, took some other classes, whatever I could find to learn a little bit more about natural hair. Um, but I really started my business doing sister locks. And I said, okay, this is it. So I went ahead, took took the leap in 2000, December 2000, and Got a booth and started doing mm-hmm. natural hair. And this wow. is the funniest thing. I was in a traditional salon. I was the only person doing natural hair. Again, this is 2000. This was well before the movement, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the cosmetologists said to me in the most smug way possible, you think you're going to make money doing that? Wow. <laughs> and I said, well, that's the plan. And it's so funny because sometimes I wish I could hunt her down and be like, you know, I teach in Europe and I do, you know. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Say, Have you heard of natural hair lately? Do you know what yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you, you see the vision before other people do. Oh, yes. And uh, so I love it. I mean, I have so enjoyed my journey. I have met some of the most amazing people, just people who are so passionate about encouraging other people to embrace who they are, <clears throat> embrace all of their characteristics. Um, my, my friends in Paris are just phenomenal. Samantha, her family, I mean, just so supportive and so sincere and so such people of integrity. You know, they, they have yeah. these views and they don't sway. They don't waver. This, is, this mm-hmm. is how we feel. And regardless of what's popular or what people are saying or what, what is giving other people money? We we don't do that. You know what I mean? So I yeah, really exactly. have connected with some amazing people and some like minded people because that's where I am as well. It's like this is this is it. I don't care what's gonna yield ten thousand dollars or five million viewers. This is this mm-hmm. is what what I think is best. You know, so it's yeah. been great though. Wow. It really has. And again, wow. sometimes I talk too much because I can tend to ramble sometimes. <laughs> Now, what okay. what would you say to the person that is struggling with, you know, sticking with the chemical versus, you know, embracing their natural textured hair? What what would you say to them? You know, I, a, a long time ago, I used to get into these circular conversations. You know, because mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. people when people aren't there, they're not there. You know. So if someone asked me for advice, I would certainly tell them some options of how to transition mm-hmm. um, or some things that they can do to kind of change their mindset. But really, it really has to be something that comes from the person. You have to get to the point where you say, you know what, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have to look like her. I don't have to have this kind of hair. I don't have to have this kind of skin or this kind of nose or this body mm-hmm. shape to be beautiful. I don't. And when they get there and they get to that point of self-acceptance, they can move forward. But mm-hmm. outside of them, it's really hard to, to help people to see that. I mean, you can, you can certainly say encouraging things to them or tell them how great they look or tell them, give them examples of people who look like them who are also beautiful. But it yeah. really has to come from within. 
Honestly, that's been my experience. So I usually avoid those conversations because they can tend to be a waste of energy. I'll just be 100% oh, honest yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I, until the person is ready, know. they're just not going exactly. to, to no, uh, no, There's that nothing direction. you can say. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I tell them, you know, if you change your mind, call me. I'm happy to help. But I, I, don't, I don't do the convincing thing because it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now, what is, in, what is in lie that we should be concerned about or those that are using chemicals? What, what is it that they should be concerned about? Oh, child, so much. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard the stories about there being the same ingredient in Drano that there is in Relaxer. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's okay. very real. So if you're using something that unclogs drains and applying it to your scalp, that could just not be a good thing. There's no way to make that okay. Yes. So that's one of the more common things. But what's happened is that so many products, not even just hair products, so many products, home cleaning products, um, personal care products, soap, makeup, Mm -hmm. nail polish, Mm -hmm. so much is chemical-laden. And the problem with chemicals is not so... Not so immediate. Okay, yes. let, me, let me break mm-hmm. it down like this. Say, for example, you're giving your body, you know, your body has to process everything that you ingest, be it orally, through your skin, that you breathe in. Your body has to process it. That's all the body, body is is a little factory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you put it in your body, says, okay, I know what to do with this. These are minerals. These are vitamins. This is water. This this goes here, this goes there. We burn these as calories. But if we're putting in and putting on stuff that the body's like, whoa, wait, ho, ho, what is this? I don't know what this is. What do I do with this? Those things accumulate. Toxins accumulate. They sit in the body. The body can't process them. So they get stored into fat cells. They get stored into muscle. They often turn into tumors. This is the problem with using a lot of chemicals, ingesting a lot of chemicals that the body can't get rid of. Okay, mm. that's why detoxifying is so important, but that's a conversation for another day. So, yes. <laughs> so that is one of the main reasons using a lot of chemicals in our home and our personal care products is so problematic. And then sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, I use this, this, and this, but it only has 0.3% of XYZ. <laughs> mm. True, but let's break it down. You get in the shower. You shampoo your hair, that's 0.3% of XYZ. Then you condition, that's another 0.3% of XYZ. Then you're going to use a shower gel that has some XYZ in it too. Then probably some lotion, Uh right? Then maybe some moisturizer, then a little bit of makeup. Then you got some hair products, gel, butter, whatever. Uh That has Uh some XYZ in it too. Then you're going to spray on some perfume with a little XYZ. So that's nine products with a small percentage, so you've now layered on nine times as much of this XYZ that's going to cause you problems. Exactly. So even a small percentage when it's layered product after product. Oh, I forgot deodorant. Let's make that 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. 10 times as exactly. much of that ingredient that you thought you were getting, you're now getting 10 times as much. So that's something mm-hmm. to consider. So even though it may be challenging to get stuff that's quote-unquote all-natural, try do your best. And there's so much stuff that you can make at home yourself that you know mm-hmm. exactly what's in it. Um, you know, so there are options. And 
there are options of things that you can do that are even less expensive than what you'd even buy. Exactly. So exactly. A big part of it is just education. So that's the problem yeah. with using products that are not good for your body. Exactly. I've been doing holistic, um, I've been living a holistic lifestyle for a long time. And I, you know, as I learn is how I grow and adopt different um, mm-hmm. habits and learn about things. So it's definitely not something that we're, you know, saying that it's going to happen. The transformation is going to happen overnight. I mean, when I had babies, that was when I actually started to look closely into what was in products because I was more concerned about my babies than mm-hmm. I was even myself at the time. And when I discovered, you know, what was in some of these things that people that I saw advertised on TV, I was like, oh, my God, they're actually allowing us to put that on our children. And so that, yeah. that kind of it blows the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And so over time. Mm-hmm. I got educated, and I just started making small changes. And after a while, it became a lifestyle for me and something that I do um, just kind of as a knee-jerk reaction now. So for those that are listening and you want to learn uh, more, I know, um, Ancilla, you do uh, live – you do a lot of holistic and wellness um, talks online and and probably Mm -hmm. within the community. And so how can, as we wrap up, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what you're doing and how you might be able to help them? Sure. On Facebook, my personal business page is Ansela Ramsey. That's A-N like Nancy, S like Sam, Y-L-L-A, last name Ramsey. If you put in Ansela, I usually pop up. Um, I also have a Facebook page called Ansela.com colon wellness in real life. That's where I do all of my live streams. People want information about healthy habits. It's really just a segment, easy ways to incorporate wellness in your life. It doesn't have to be turning your life upside down and making these 180-degree changes overnight, like you said. It's gradual, and that's exactly what the videos are about. And on Instagram, at Ansela, A-N-S-Y-L-L-A, real simple, um, so, yeah, if you put, put my name in, it'll bring you to my pages as well as my website. Those are the easiest awesome. way to connect. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. And that is how I connected with you, everyone. So um, Facebook, um, you know, there's a lot of negativity on social media, and it can be used in a negative way, but it can also be used to enhance your life by mm-hmm. helping you to, con- you know, connect with people that are like-minded and, and that willing to help each other. So thank you for right. um, coming on the show and sharing your great insights and tips, and um, definitely I will be connecting with you when I need a hairstylist overseas. <laughs> for sure. I'm real for concerned sure. about that. <laughs> right. But thank right. you so much, and we will definitely have to uh, have you back on the show. Okay, Janae, thanks so much for the honor. I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks so much. Mm, bye-bye. In just a moment, we are going to return and interview Miss Diretta Glover. She is the fashionista of the hour, and so just stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Well, you know, you know, style and fashion, it is so much a part of our lives, and I love to get dressed up every now and then. I must say I've gotten lazy over the years, but this is Janae Sasso, your co-host of the Life Simplified podcast. And we are getting ready to go and bring on our special guest, Ms. Diretta Glover. She is the owner and operator of Frugal Styles. And so I am so excited to 
talk about how we can be fashionable without breaking the bank. That is a big, 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 big deal uh, for so many people today, especially as, um, you know, some of us are still trying to maybe dig ourselves out of the holiday debt, you know, that new year. So without further ado, Diretta, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Now, Frugal Styles, tell everybody yes. a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Diretta, and the name of my business is Deep Lovers Frugal Styles. And what I do is basically um, assist others in finding fashionable items at a fraction of the cost. Um, I want everyone to look great, but you don't have to spend a lot in order to do so. So that's one of my missions with DeGlover Frugal Styles. Awesome, awesome. So you can teach us how to look good as well as save money. So that is always a benefit. (laughs) Always a benefit. Now, how did you come about this? Are you a stylist? Is that your background? Well, my background is actually um, in just having a passion for fashion. Um, Growing up, I didn't have a lot of money. My family didn't have a lot of money. And so my grandmother basically um, shopped for me. Uh, She shopped at thrift stores and, you know, stores of that nature. And basically I had to learn how to put items together to kind of match my peers. And so that's how I started. And so I continued that on into adulthood. And, you know, people will stop me in public and ask, you know, where did you get that item and how did you put it together and who styled you? And I didn't see the big deal in it. I'm like, this is just what I do. And, Uh you know, um, and from the way I – my my clothes were put together, it actually gained a lot of attention. And I'm like, well – Actually, this is a natural gift, so I may as well just go ahead in this vein and, you know, I started styling other people. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, definitely take advantage of that gift. Um, It's amazing how what you learn as a child and maybe see as a disadvantage is actually turned into an advantage as you've gotten to be an adult. So that is awesome. Now let's talk about shopping experience. What stores would you recommend shopping to find bargains? Well, a lot of people I know, they frequent the department stores like Neiman Marcus and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the big-name stores. But I always say, please don't forget about your discount stores. Stores such as Kmart and Walmart and Roses are the stores okay. that come to mind. You can find nice pieces at those stores for a, very, for a fraction of the cost in which you can incorporate in your wardrobe and help to stretch your wardrobe as well. So um, some of your trendier pieces that you find in Neiman Marcus, you can find an off-price item hmm. at Rose Department Store. And wow. you can basically have the same look and no mm-hmm. one would know the difference but you. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I always have heard that you should fill, and I do this, I try to fill fill my closet up with 
what they call classic pieces. Those might be pieces that I spend a little bit more money on just because I like for them to last because they are classic. But then your trendy mm-hmm. stuff that's going to go in and out of style, why spend, you know, a fortune and you're only going to want to wear it, like, you know, for maybe one or two seasons? So is that the philosophy that you kind of subscribe to? Um, actually, you can find your classic pieces at the um, discount stores as well. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, a, a basic black blazer can be found at a, at a discount store for less than $15. And there's so many ways to dress a blazer up or down. You don't really have to go and spend $50 on a basic black blazer. And the wow. material, yeah, the material may be a little, a little different. However, mm-hmm. um, stores, again, such as Rose's, a lot of times they get their inventory from the higher price stores uh, when they're no longer oh, okay. selling or they just need to clear out uh, for okay. the season. They will actually ship their uh, items to the discount stores. Oh, okay, okay. Great, great advice. So what is oh, the difference you. between a wardrobe stylist and a fashion stylist? Okay, a wardrobe stylist is what um, basically what I do. I go into your closet, and I put wardrobe, items from your wardrobe together for you to wear for many occasions. Um, I had a client the day before yesterday, and she just wanted to know how to coordinate her clothes to work to work and for a date night and, you know, just to have a night out on the town. And so I go into the closet, and I just um, put these outfits together for her, uh, for her. But a fashion stylist, it more or less focuses on um, dressing someone for a special occasion. It could be for a photo shoot. It could be for um, a wedding or what have you. It's basically like a one-time event, whereas I go in and I create a series of outfits for you to wear. So that's basically the difference between the two stylists. Oh, that's excellent. That is excellent. So who should use a wardrobe stylist? Anyone who wears an outfit the same way each time. <laughs> so if you're <laughs> a creature of habit, say like you bought this uh, pantsuit and the blazer and the pants always have to go together each time you wear it, what mm-hmm. I would do is come in and take the blazer, separate it from the pants, and show you so many options that you can do uh, that you can wear with this blazer, and then I will take the pants and show you uh, just as many options you have wearing the pants alone. So if you're a creature of heaven and you're, you, know, you tend to wear the same black pants with that same white shirt, I come in and I show you how to mix it up with accessories or other things you have in your closet. And so that's, um, that's my, my ideal client. Oh, awesome, awesome. I'm sure that's a lot of people because I know for me yeah. I – Sometimes I get tired of trying to figure it out. I'm like, just throw on the old reliable. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people do. And now let's I really talk surprised. About, uh-huh. I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was about to say, um, and I really surprised them and showed them how you don't have to go out and necessarily buy more clothes. You have it right here in your closet. Let's just remix it and so stretch the wardrobe. Save, yeah, and you can save money by using what you already have. Exactly. Great. Now let's talk about 
markdowns and the department stores, because I know everybody today is, you know, with so many of the outlet stores, everybody's just kind of accustomed to no longer paying full price for anything. It's, I mean, my husband just went to the store the other day and got a sweater that is normally a hundred and something dollars. He got it for like 20 something dollars. So what is the best time of the month uh, to look for markdowns at the major department stores? I would actually give you three times of the year to take a look um, at these department stores for your for the better bargains. And one is the end of the season, um, late January or early February, um, they begin to mark down their items, and you can find some amazing bargains. Even in August and September, as we're transitioning into the fall and winter season, your summer clothes will basically be pennies on the dollar at that point. Also, anytime after a major holiday, you know, they, they really want to get the inventory out of the stores and while um, bringing in new inventory. So anytime after a major holiday, um, that's a great time as well. And then don't forget your back-to-school time. Um, here mm-hmm. in Virginia and some other states, they also offer like a tax-free weekend. And yes, so back-to-school yes. is a great time to go shopping for um, markdowns and, and bargains as well. So those are the three um, times of the year I would suggest. Okay, great. And um, now what, are you, what, is your, what is your philosophy on online versus offline? You know, I'm, I'm kind of in the habit now where I just go online first because I kind of assume that I'll be able to find a better deal. Is that true? It, well, for the most part, it is true. However, you do have to factor in shipping. Let me give you yes. an example. I... Um, Around Valentine's Day last year, I was looking for a particular dress and shoe combination. And I had gone in the store. I found the red dress and the leopard print shoes I wanted, and the total was $99. That Mm. same day, I went home and I went online, and I found that same red dress and same leopard print shoe combination for only $25. And they offer free shipping as well. And so I had gone back to the store and said, hey, your store has it for one price, but it's listed online for another price. Could I have the online pricing? And they gave it to me. So if you find a better bargain online, um, Mm -hmm. try, you know, just going to the store and, and asking if they can match the online price. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, I would never think to uh, do that. That is a great, great, great tip. So Thank let's talk you. about the, the trends and the styles that are coming up. Um, by the time this airs, it will probably be about around springtime. So let's focus on that. What are some of the staple sure. pieces that you see coming up for spring and some of the colors and styles? I am so excited about the trends for spring because I love pastels. And what we have coming up in the spring are your light pinks, your baby blues, your soft yellows. Those are the colors um, that are trending this year. Also, as far as blouses and dresses, uh, we have your bell sleeves. They are the widest sleeves, and it just adds some daintiness to your wardrobe. Um, Lace is still trending, so um, 
whenever you can find lace, just go ahead and, and, and snatch it up and um, use it in your wardrobe. And something I posted today on Facebook, which I'm seeing glimmers, glimmers of um, the, this trend come in and style, uh, shoulder pads. Wow. I know a lot of people are like, what? Shoulder pads? What? <laughs> shoulder pads, yeah. <laughs> they actually sculpt the figure and accent the waistline. And so um, I, I love shoulder pads, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and any ankle strap shoe and pointed toe shoe, um, that's a big trend for this spring as well. Wow, wow, wow. Shoulder pads, that's taking me back to that. Shoulder hey. pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, as my dad used to say, all things, all old comes new again. So it does. it's just yeah, a matter it of uh, switching it up a little bit. So it won't be exactly the probably the same exact shoulder pad. They would have added a, something, a new kind of twist to it. So I'm curious right. to uh, start to see where that takes us in the fashion world. So um, as we wrap up, what is, what is one tip you could give our listeners to help stretch? their wardrobe? The one tip I would like to offer is to make use of belts. Um, a lot of my clients, they are surprised when I take their regular outfit and just throw a belt on it and how it changed the entire look. Um, mm. Belts can add color to your wardrobe. It can add um, different elements such as glamour. You know, you have your metallic belts. You have your your leather, your soft belts, just try stretching your wardrobe with belts. They're very inexpensive, and it can change your entire look. Wow. Just with the belts. The accessories. Accessorize. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh. And one thing I do oh. want to say, a lot of plus-size mm -hmm. women, um, they stay away from belts because, you know, especially if you're, you're wider in the girth, they kind of stay away from belts. Belts also help to accentuate your waistline, and it can also create a waistline if you don't have one. Um, just play okay. along, play with it, and just play, place it at the curve, the, your natural curve of your waist, and you'll actually see a difference in your, in your silhouette. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, how can someone get in contact with you um, if they want to take advantage of what you have to offer and see how you might be able to help them uh, get some styles together. Sure. I am on Facebook and Instagram, um, D Glover's Frugal Styles, and they can also email me. My email address is dgloverstyles at gmail.com. Okay, dgloverstyles at gmail.com. Style without the S at the end. Degloverstyle. Oh, style. style without the S. Okay, so degloverstyle yes. at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Well, I thank you so much, Diretta, for coming on the show today. Um, we got to definitely have you on again. We might have to create a fashion segment. I don't know because this is some good information. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. you. I to, really appreciate it. You don't have to go broke trying to be cute. You can't Definitely beat that. Not. So. <laughs> so thank you for coming <laughs> on the show, and uh, we just welcome you to come back, and thank you again for all your wonderful tips and how you continue to keep us beautiful and, and fashionable on a budget. Thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Goodbye. Bye-bye.